Welcome to the Whole Inspired Podcast, where women support women, we share stories, we inspire one another, and together we reach for more. Hi, ladies of Whole. It's Kate McGee here. I'm here with Nicole, and we are thrilled today to have Claire Farrar with us. Hey, Claire. Hey. Claire. Hey, Claire. Claire's a wellness advocate with doTERRA um, and a mom of three amazing kiddos. And I have known her personally for a super long time. And she's just one of those people that makes you feel really good. She's fun to be around. She's got an amazing sense of humor. She's been my right-hand man more than one time in the nonprofit sector and has really stepped up and helped me raise a lot of money for Believe and Achieve. So that is amazing. Claire, welcome to Thank Home Inspired. We're so happy. You intro me like that, like when I walk into a room. <laughs> you light it up, girl. Oh, <laughs> like walk into like an office, like hold on, let me get my girl. <laughs> yeah, I can be your hype woman anytime. Yeah. anytime. Yeah, we can record that, and then just you just press press play when you walk into a room. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Claire, why don't you take a couple minutes and introduce yourself to the ladies of Whole Inspired and tell us, you know, kind of more about your business and where you started and how you have landed where you are today. Okay. Um, well, like Kate said, um, dabbled in the nonprofit world, which I still try to do because I, that's always been a part of my like goals in life is to just give back whenever I can. Um, but what I do now has like nothing to do with where I started, which is sometimes the case, I guess, with all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I really started in sports and entertainment. Um, I am like an obsessive sports fan, um, of like everything. I'm just like, I've always been like that. My dad's a football coach and umpire. I mean, like Kate, like you, Kate, like we just grew up in those worlds. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing that you're doing this during an Eagles game right now. <laughs> yeah, welcome. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, that's exactly what I was doing right before we got on and what I'll be doing. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm also the one that like, of course, I grew up an Eagles fan being from Philadelphia, but like I watch all the games on Sunday and Monday night. Like I'm just into it all so um I started out in gosh like in college and communications I always wanted to do something in sports sports casting or whatever um and somehow I ended up in the ticketing world it had a lot to do with um like family friends um a lot of people don't know this but there is a ticket taker union in Philadelphia so if you go to um, Camden for a concert or the Wells Fargo Center or the Link or the Citizens Bank Park, you will see a lot of the same people doing the ticketing at the windows because they come in as a union and like work events. Um, the union was started by um, a bunch of guys, uh, brother-in-laws actually, from Southwest Philly, which is the neighborhood where I'm from. So like my grandparents and people were like friends with these people and we just like grew up like that. So when I was a freshman at Temple, um, two of the sons uh, who were older than me, they're like more of my parents' age, but they were the box office managers at what is now the Leah Cora Center, but it was the Apollo when I was there. So it was literally like my parents saw them at a party, like when I was like going into college and they were like, oh, 
Claire's look. Oh, Claire's at Temple, and they're like, "So are we?" And she's looking for work. Oh, tell her to come down. We can use help for like the basketball games and this and that. So, learning Ticketmaster was like a blessing and a curse for me (laughs) because fast forward, I end up with the Philadelphia Eagles for a little bit, and I worked in like the executive office and. I'm thinking it's like my road in sports and they like steal me to go to the box office because they were opening the link. So the vet had not come down yet. They were going to open the link and the box office manager for the Eagles who had literally been there for over 50 years. Like he is a staple there. He's an amazing man. He's still like my mentor probably in life. Um, Went into Joe Banner's office, who was the president of the Eagles at the time and said, can I have her? Cause he found out that I knew Ticketmaster. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it ended up being one of the best experiences because he, I, I mean, we, I'll go into this in a little bit because it is like I said, with inclusiveness and stuff, um, working in the executive office in the NFL um, as a young woman, mm, it's, not very, it's not very easy. And a lot of things come up and I, I learned a lot. Let's just say I learned a lot during that time about how I wanted to treat people as I continued my journey through business or like whatever I did. Um, but when I went to the box office, we were kind of like hidden in the stadium. <laughs> like we had, nobody saw us. So like we were like our own little family and Leo, who was the box office manager just ended up being like such a mentor to me. He was like, I mean, he was like my papa, literally. I mean, he was so great and I, you know, learned a lot there. And then I just went on to work I just kept getting stolen for ticketing really like I ended up going with the Philadelphia Wings and then um I ended eventually ended up with Comcast Spectacore and was down at University of Central Florida um working like their basketball and football and stuff and Old Dominion University um so I was always there is amazing at getting auction items (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) she's been like everywhere on the east coast she's like you need tickets yeah (laughs) I know that first, I couldn't even top myself after that first fundraiser because I, I ended up with like four Taylor Swift tickets, four Kenny Chesney tickets, yeah. James, or not James Brown, who's the one your mom? James Taylor. Because <laughs> yeah. Bernie went to that one. Um, Claire, you met your husband through this too, right? Yeah, so when I ended up getting um, promoted up to Old Dominion from UCF, my husband worked at Old Dominion, so, well, obviously not with my husband then, but he was the director of operations and I was the director of ticketing. So we met and worked together um, for a couple of years there. And then when we got engaged, he ended up getting promoted to a building out in Colorado to be the assistant general manager. So because we worked under the umbrella of Comcast Spectacor, which the Wells Fargo Center was our corporate office, but they had buildings all over the country and even in Canada and stuff. So you could like move around to different buildings as you got promoted. But um, I ended up leaving the company at that time. Well, a couple months after that time, after he went out there uh, because he was the assistant general manager. And I couldn't like work for him. I ended up working at that building actually. I did like, Complex. I ended up working like in the box office and I ended up like waitressing in the suites and stuff. But, <laughs> Cause I knew the business. So they were like, again, it was like, oh, you know the, you know the ticketing system? Yeah, come on over. Come on. So, um, so, you know, but we were an hour north of Denver and we knew we wanted to start a family right away. So me going back into that business was going to be tough because we can't, two people working in that business, if you're in the same town is tough because it's just so many hours. I mean, they, it's hot, it's sports, it's concerts, it's nights, weekends. 
Um, I would have had to go to like Denver probably to find a job and that would like an hour drive one way. So I just, you know, pulled back, but, um, you know, fast forward that kind of somehow I, I ended up in the realm of health and wellness, but it wasn't like too far gone from where I'd always been. Like when I was in sixth grade, (laughs) I used to wake up before school and do step aerobics. Ah, that's so cute. Like, <laughs> like that's what I asked for for Christmas that year, that year was a stepper. I remember those. It was like purple and pink. Yeah, mine was like teal and like pink. Teal. Stuff. Like yeah, like I used to do Denise Austin videos and you know, like I just was always very into that. Like it was, just, and we even joke. My my husband and I used to joke all the time. Like when we worked together. If you came in my office, I had a mini fridge with like my healthy snacks, like my oatmeal for the morning. I always brought my own lunch, like made my own. And my husband was like going out to eat every day with this, you know, oh, we're going to for lunch. you know, we just, we joked about how we really didn't hang out that much at work because we, that's just how I was. So I just, I was at the gym at 6am before work, things like that. And I just always, I was always very cognizant of that stuff. It was always something that was like a side passion, I guess. Like. Right. So did you, did you, you had your first baby and did you stay home a little bit after? Is that? Um, yeah, I had Cole and I was just like, I was in the restaurant business. I just went back in the restaurant business actually before I had my waitress for, and bartender for like nine, the the whole nine months with him. Um, because I, well, the company that did the food service at the building in Colorado where my husband worked also did it for Colorado state university, which is the town we lived in. That's so I used to bartend the club level um, for football games, which was cool because it was just like enclosed, one bartender on either side, and it was just like the suites and a couple seats. So, you know. Talk was, about like a sales and a customer service background. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, did, I just did that. And then, um, you know, we ended up moving again for him for another promotion, like back to Pennsylvania, but in Western Pennsylvania for a little bit. And that was like the first time where like I did nothing, which of course then I was pregnant again and had a baby, so I wasn't doing nothing, but (laughs) that was the first time in my whole life of like working that I found myself not working outside the home or anything. How did that feel? Really, really uncomfortable. (laughs) Like really weird for me. I mean, since I'd been, you know, babysitting at 12, 13 and having a job at like 15, like I just always, had jobs and always like support I mean I never even used to ask my parents to like buy me like prom dresses or like sneakers I was just that kid like I was like oh if I want a pair of sneakers I'll get you know yeah like I never wanted to burden them with like things like that so I just always took my aunt always says that my aunt Geraldine's like Claire I've never worried about you taking care of yourself or making like you always figured it out um so yeah, it was how very, did you find, very How did you find Utera? Um, after, actually, when I was living in Western Pennsylvania and uh, pregnant and stuff, I started talking to an old friend of mine on Facebook who we weren't actually really close. I was really good friends with her husband from when we were younger and like now they were married and stuff. And we both had our kids very close, like Cole and her son Harrison were only like six weeks apart. Um, and we just used to talk all the time about like new mom stuff, you know, like just supporting each other in that way. Um, so fast forward, like seven months later, 
well, not even seven months later, like maybe seven, nine months later was when we ended up um, moving to Phoenixville. And that's when David started working in Reading. So her and I started meeting for a music class in Wayne. And she, the kids were sick the one time. Madeline was a baby and Cole was like 14 months. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to come today. Um, the kids are like stuffy noses, this and that. And she had told me like she's been using these oils on her son. And I was like, I don't know what that, like I had no idea what they were or what it, what it meant. Um, so she's like, just, she's like, I'll make you like a care package. So we literally, like, it looks like a drug deal in the music parking lot. <laughs> I pulled up with the kids in their pajamas still and like their car seats. And she's like handing me a bag through the window. Oh my gosh. I know. It was like funny and awesome. Cause I joke, I mean, I meet people like that all the time now to like, yeah. and I'm like, it's like our little deal. Um, but she gave me like her diffuser and like stuff, told me how to like use everything. And I was just so like mind blown at how well it worked like immediately and like Madeline can sleep through the night without waking up coughing and I was already in the like the like what they call it a rabbit hole of like looking at ingredients and looking at chemicals yeah. and figuring out like oh my god like what is in my kid's stuff like I can't believe they yeah. put this crap and stuff that's meant for babies you know and I was like really going down that hole anyway so it was really like a natural progression yeah. of then, yeah, and it kind of like it's kind of perfect for you because I feel like it, um, like you're definitely a people person, right? So you so you get to deal with that like one on one customer client interaction, right? And it fills yep. that passion um, for wellness and overall well being as well. So really, kudos, Claire. Yeah, so awesome. I love listening to your story. Um, There's so many. So Kate was telling me a little bit about videos that you. Do? Did you do the videos? Or, uh, and it's about like inclusivity, which reminded me back to where you were talking about being at the link. And uh, yeah. I can definitely relate to that. I've been in a lot of professions where I'm pretty much the only woman in the room. So, um, so I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. So, you know, I was do. I usually every week try to do an IG live video okay. and um, it's a working title called the Friday dump. <laughs> But it's mostly because I'll be like working out every day or, you know, and like, that's when you do your best thinking, you know, like you're on the spin bike and you're just like, your brain starts going or like in the shower and like, or before I go to bed, I'm like always like writing notes. So it's just like my brain dump. But the past several months, the inclusiveness have been, has been on my brain for like many reasons. And it's because I haven't, I've been noticing a lot of bad behavior with adults, truly. And I'm like, what is going on? And you know, not like this is not this is not political, and like I'm not a political person, but I just feel like the like climate of our world right now it ha has a lot to do with it. But it's like, oh my gosh, like where did adults learn to behave like this? I've, I'm seeing adults like not include children, which to me is basically showing my kids and your kids how to not include now, like mm -hmm. things like that. And then I'm seeing adults like being catty and like kind of like pushing other adults out like not letting them in the circle and it's just like it brings you right back to like middle school and high school where it's like why aren't I good enough to talk to them or why aren't I good enough to be in that group well, what are they doing like you know what I mean like why does it seem more interesting or you know just all of those like really like uncomfortable self-conscious feelings that you get as a kid and I'm like why are adults making other adults like when you're an adult human, you're supposed to be 
teaching the example and showing people how to include. And, you know, when it comes to women in business, and like I said, with like working for the Eagles and even, you know, then I went over and I was at the Wells Fargo Center on the spectrum. And I dealt with a lot of women that were like above me, which is fine. I was always like respectful of them, but I watched a lot of those women push other women down almost like they were afraid they were going to take their job. And even as like a 22 year old, I thought like, I remember like thinking to myself, like, why do they think that? Like, we, like, I don't want your job. Or if I do, like, if you're good at your job, I shouldn't be able to come in and take your job. Where's the confidence in that? But also I always felt as I worked my way up and as I then dealt with like interns and like had my own employees, interns and so on, that like I should be treating them the best and I should be teaching them the most because like I, I want them to be good at my job when then I'm not at my job anymore. I want them to have an opportunity to go on and get, like I used to be so proud when I would have like box office employees that you know were in college and just work in the ticket window and then I would see one would go on and work at Temple and one would go on here you know and I loved seeing their journey and what they would go on to do and I would hope like I always hope like oh I hope I had a little something to do with that like I hope I taught them a little something about professionalism or kindly and things you know things of that nature. I say all the time that like And in my personal experience, I found that a lot of women, because there's this whole like women supporting women, and that's sort of why we're doing what we're doing and trying to get rid of this women competing with women thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like we say that we support women and and we do and we rally and we post our black and white photo until you threaten me, right? (laughs) Until like you are going to reach a level that I feel that my own security is threatened. Um, And then watch out because women can play dirty. (laughs) You know? I I, I watched it happen with with a girl who was around my age at the Eagles interview for a job. And I remember like coming down and be like, oh, how'd it go? And like the woman that interviewed her was so like mean to her in the interview. And it was like, and then I know for a fact that a, a boy ended up getting that job. Now, maybe that boy was the best fit for that job. I love you. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> I, know. I say boy because we were all in our early 20s. They weren't men yet. So, <laughs> but you know, like, I don't, I don't really know. But judging by the way that interview went, I think it, I mean, I would guess that it was a gender. It was like, I don't want to this young girl around or maybe she's prettier than me maybe she you know it was like and I used to hear like stuff about me all the time because I was friends with like first of all it's a male-dominated industry but I was friends with some of the guys in the office like and it was like god forbid you're talking to a male in the Mm -hmm. machine you know what I mean like what's your experience Nicole um very similar uh I think that I've had, I've had pretty good experiences, um, you know, on the surface, as far as I've never really had any like, run-ins that I took like much offense to. Yeah. Um, but it's just observing the way that men behave in the um, work 
setting is so different and it's different when they're working with other men and when they're working with, with women in, included. Um, so for me personally, when, um, like, so I, you know, would work in the auto industry, Claire, and, um, in that industry, I was pretty much the only woman usually included in things. And, um, for me, it actually was an advantage. I found it to be an advantage because uh, intrinsically, I think we trust women more for no good reason, but other than just that they're a little more trustworthy, I guess. Um, so for me, it was, it was uh, an advantage, but in the closed circle of the auto industry world, you know, a lot of people will think you don't know what you're talking about, um, stuff like that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I've never really witnessed like hiring in that way. So I just personally haven't ever witnessed it. But, um, but I, I definitely think there's just, you, you hate to say it's like just part of it, but, but I mean, it happens. It, it's happening in every industry. And especially when we have male dominated industries, there's just, I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just, I think it's getting better. I want to say it's getting better. Um, I mean, I really, I do. Like, I feel the same way. Like I want to, yeah. I'm a positive person. I always want to yeah. see that like positive line. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no, no. Like, we have a women vice president now. Like, yeah. Up, but and there's I always that person that has like these negative things to say about why she's the vice president now. Yeah. You know, and it's like, listen, it doesn't really matter. She is. She yeah. somehow made it that far. Mm -hmm. they, didn't they didn't pluck her out of like nothing. Right. Know? Right. Right. So it's just, but yeah, with the interviewing and then, you know, and I just witnessed women in general. I mean, I actually, I mean, I lost, I shouldn't say I lost a friendship because it is what it is. Like sometimes they're just meant to not, not be around anymore. But I really had trouble staying friends with somebody who I'd been close with at both jobs. We worked at the building in Florida and then ended up working in Virginia together as well. But she got into like a little more of a management position. Well, we, her and I were the same level, but she had, she had somebody under her and she just treated her so terribly. Oh. And it was like, like, cause I would just kind of call her out or I would like call her out. Like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why are you treating her like that? Like she's doing this, 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 like this girl was like, this, the other girl was like in tears, like on a regular basis. And I'm like, this is terrible. And then when I try to like go to my boss and like be like listen this is going on I don't there's no sense to this it you know I just like had that like somebody's got to say something I I got a slap on the wrist yeah oh, or, like, I, think, well, I think more okay. often than not it, it has to do with the way that the person is, who is um exhibiting the poor behavior is feeling about themselves, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it has everything to do with what their story is and, and mm -hmm. where their, their insecurities lie. I also think that the more we talk about it, the less that it will happen. I hope, mm -hmm. I'm hopeful, mm -hmm. you know, that that's the case. The other place where I see it a lot is in parenting and especially like as my kiddos have gotten older and you, you fade and you're not there quite yet. Claire, but once you get to the middle school age, specifically with girls, like mm -hmm. it, it, you, it takes you right back as an adult. Mm. Um, so and, and some parents are tuned in to what's going on and other parents are oblivious to what's going on. And I don't know if that's like, are you an empath versus not an empath? I, em, empath? Like, I, I don't know. It, I don't know if it depends on what your experience as a, as a middle school 
teenage mm -hmm. girl was, you know, mm -hmm. um, maybe some of us are more sensitive to it than others, but it definitely exists. And I think it's definitely warranted that we talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you. Thank you for those. Yeah. I would love to share them with our community if, if we could, because I saw them and I'm like, ah, oh, this is so good. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. What's your Instagram <laughs> handle? Oh my uh, God. She has the best Instagram handle. What is it? It's oiled.mama. <laughs> underscore up underscore mama m-a-m-a -M -A. well when i got my llc i was on the phone with the the girl and i'm like yeah oiled up mama and she's like this is the best call i've ever had oh <laughs> my like, gosh i'm just imagining people scrolling through and being like huh <laughs> yeah I know. my mom was like what is claire screaming <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, my, my, friend, my friend who I um a good buddy of mine Freddie who I network with um I've networked into two different groups he always tells the story like every time we're together like with a new group of people he's like oh yeah I'll never forget like he was like his wife saw like oiled up mama likes <laughs> he's like who's oiled up mama he's like relax Jill it's Claire <laughs> And like I know his wife, like I'm like friends with her and stuff. It's just like yeah. funny. Like now we are, but I hadn't met her yet, so it was like that is hilarious. Oh, my oh. well, none yeah. of us will forget that. So I we're know. all hopping on after this to uh, yeah, look up that. your Instagram. I love that. I love that so much. Um, and I'm like oiling everybody up. Like I thought it was like cute. Play on words. <laughs> oh my god. So now you have young kids. Kate was saying uh, a little bit younger. What has that been like? Um. Maybe you can talk a little bit about, as a mom, what it's been like uh, going through this pandemic. And then also as a professional, like with juggling that, what, what's that been like impacted by having the kids so young and still at home? Yeah, well, it our, our life definitely changed a lot because my husband, um, you know, obviously like my work life changed a lot. At the time when the pandemic hit, I was working in a nonprofit office five days a week, about 30 hours a week. Um, and my youngest was in daycare. It was like the only kid I ever had in daycare, which I kind of enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, I don't want to ever put my kids in daycare and it's so great. I've gotten to be with them. And by the third, I was like, oh my God, I was so, free time. Awesome. Anyway. People can judge me for that or not. No, but, no, no, no. <laughs> so, you know, my husband's the general manager of the arena theater and hockey team up here in Reading. Okay. So um, he's very busy. So that's my, my work life has always kind of evolved around him and the kids schedule. It was like, what's going on with them? And where do, where do I plug my stuff in? Um, so when the pandemic hit, um, I started working from home for both things and he was home a lot too so luckily that was helpful like because he was here but it was stressful because hockey stopped you know they were in the they were in the middle of a good season probably gonna be mm -hmm. that was just done it was it wasn't like the NHL where they could go back and play their season right. finished um you know all live shows canceled yeah we all know that story so and then we were just home, pulled Ashton out of daycare. Um, the kids were home from school. That was like miserable, I think, for all of us because, you know, you guys know you did it. Like, yeah, we prepared for virtual school. So it was kind of like all over the place. And when you're dealing with, at the time, I had two kindergartners. Short, very, the very short of it is 
I put my, um, I put the second one into Catholic school in the kindergarten program because her birthday is September 2nd. So she misses the cutoff by one day. And I thought, I'm just going to have her do kindergarten again in the public school when my son goes on to first grade anyway. And they didn't have a spot in the pre-K and like the price was right, to be honest. Like that's really all there yeah. was. I was like, I don't care. Let her go do kindergarten. She's going to do it again anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, she needs extra Jesus anyway. So <laughs> she, she does That's She's the one that needs it. So she, she was doing that. So I had like two kindergartners, but like my son who is a July birthday and like a little young. So he was a little younger. He was in his second year because we had moved in the middle of his first year. We moved a lot. And uh, all three of my kids were born in three different States. So let's just, Oh, wow. So, um, so but nobody was prepared for virtual, like, you know, I mean, they just sent you home in these like Zoom slash slash the dojo classrooms. I, I like yeah. nobody would do it. Like literally, I was like, I don't know if Madeline's finishing or not. Like I'm not. Well, really and sure. also like when you think about the intention span of a kindergarten, oh. like gosh, yeah. that must have like, been really hard. Oh my god, it's so hard. And we just had it. So then, f- fast forward. So in the meantime, by by like the spring, my hours were like very minimal like I could really only get in like maybe 15 to 15 hours a week with um, Mary Shelter the place where I was still trying to do but I was trying to like raise money for them but also like all of our stuff had canceled so then as you know Kate you're trying to figure out how to virtually uh, yeah yeah how to virtually raise money and what to do and you know so fast forward by like September I just had to leave because I couldn't like I couldn't keep doing it. Like, I was not able to do it as well. And now my husband was back in the office like a lot more. So yeah. I wasn't really like getting his help at home. Well, I um, feel like you're certainly not alone when you look at all of the women that consider doing that come this yeah. fall. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's so common. So, and then with the, with oils, you know, our whole team, and I say our team, cause it's like, you know, our cross line people and people that are, um, we're all connected. A lot of, um, a lot of my people are in like Delaware County. Um, so we just did it. We had to do a huge shift to just on, like everything else online, yeah. a lot of zoom. I was teaching a lot of zoom classes, um, zoom one-on-ones with people. Um, because that business, I mean, that's a true relationship business. Yeah. Um, I'm dealing with people's health and I am the type, like I go kind of like fully into it. Like I'm working with people on like nutrition and it was like, it's not just like Here's your bottle of lavender and like, bye, you know, so <laughs> You know, I'm like talking to people a lot more. I, I meet with people a lot more. Um, so everything just moved to like phone calls, Zoom. So I was, I mean, like everybody, I was getting like real like Zoomed out, you know? Yeah. And, um, I was talking on the phone like a lot more than I ever had been. Uh, that's for sure. So, and that's kind of been like, we're kind of continuing that. Now, thankfully, my kids were able to be in school. So the on the elementary level in our district, they're in five days a week. But a little curveball they threw at me. The kindergarten went to half day. Oh. And they just told me which de- which side Madeline was going to, so I don't drop her off till 1230 in the afternoon. Oh, oh my gosh. Total curveball. So there's always a kid home. There's always a cur- Isn't that motherhood? It's like the total curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Double punch. Yeah. Um, so yes, they get to be in school, but my schedule is like... So intermittent all day yeah, yeah. because 
the two-year-olds in a two-year-old program three half days, you know, three days a week. I shouldn't use half days, nine to um, 11.15. Well, girlfriend, I have to say that right now, like you are in it right now. And yeah. I think, I think you're going to appeal to so many women who are in it as well. I mean, yeah. I listen to you and it takes me right back to those, to those years, you know? Um, and you're doing a hell of a job. Like, a yeah. Hell of a job. And you made well, I haven't been committed yet, so that's looking up. <laughs> joke about it, because if you can't joke about it, then you know that you're crazy. No. I'm like, what, yeah, what else are you going to do? You have to like laugh. You have to, I yeah. mean, roll oils and move on. So I want to know, because we're getting towards like the end of the year. And if I know you, I know that you're doing like reflecting and planning mm -hmm. for the future. So like what, what's clear? 2025 look like um so you'll be happy to know kate in 2025 <laughs> um uh i will be residing in my shore house in the summers <laughs> doing my oils from there and hopefully half retiring david to where he can be with us more than just the weekends wow i want to be on your track plan i know <laughs> So yes, I would like to be in my uh, abode in North Wildwood where me and Kate go do yoga together at least once a week and go run the seawall. And then I teach classes on my deck and the kids get to do activities on the shore all summer. And then hopefully my husband can take off more than weekends and hopefully not working in a job like he's in now that takes him away from us so much um because the real truth of the matter is my goals are just always for us to have more choices and like more freedom choices so and it's like you know obviously money helps out but it's not just about money it's about i'm over like basically like his job or think like that the climate of the world like a pandemic or whatever like kind of like ruling like our choices in our mm -hmm. families i want to be in control of that more um and you know since i was little i've just wanted to spend my summers in north wildwood so it's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad plan because <laughs> only me kate and a handful of people think that that's a true happy place <laughs> most people want to be like in other places like, Florida, well, did you see, like more tropical I the ocean yeah, I, I love that video so much. <sighs> My kids couldn't believe it. it. It was amazing. I highly recommend jumping in the ocean in the winter. Yeah. I would do it on a 50 degree day like I did. Like I wouldn't go February when it's 20 degrees outside. Yeah. But like every cell in your body feels completely alive. Yeah. <laughs> I loved your little like stutter step. And then you're <laughs> And then yeah, you did do a stutter out. step for sure. And then you did like a, yeah, you did like but a. Wait, you want to know why I did that? Because I didn't want to go out any further. And it wasn't <laughs> deep enough to die. <laughs> <laughs> so you just fell down. <laughs> it's like a snow angel in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, the good thing is, Kate, I literally just read an article two days ago about the effects on the cold, cold water, taking cold showers. I mean, you had great cellular effects after that dump. So, dummy, Claire. I'm no dummy. Your skin was probably firmer this morning. Your had a great response. Oh, <laughs> Claire, thank you. Nicole, do you have any other questions? No, I've loved all of this. This Me is awesome. Too, I Claire. think maybe we'll a follow up in the future for sure. Yeah, this yeah. is like a breath of fresh air. Um, yeah, and and good to laugh for sure. Mm -hmm. So thank you for your face, us. which I haven't gotten to see in so long. No. <laughs> um, ladies, oiled up mama if you need your oils, because who doesn't want an oil person 
that has the screen name oiled up mama. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Oh I am going to check it out. <laughs> Thank you guys. Good night. Thanks, Thanks Claire. Guys. Thank you. We are Kate McGee and Nicole Walsh, entrepreneurs, mothers, wives, women, coming together, reaching for more. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.